Hello, gorgeous. Welcome to the Evolving Perfectly podcast. If this is your first time hearing my voice, welcome. My name is Desiree Degree, and I will be your host. So today we're going to be talking about leadership, and um, I feel this topic is so, so, so important if you are a leader, and because you are here, I know that you are, and let me be very, very clear here. When I say leadership, I am referring to self-leadership. I don't want your mind to wander into this idea that the only way you can be a leader is is if you are you have some big following, some people following behind you or a crowd. You don't need any of those things to show up as the leader in your own life and Today, we're going to go a little bit deeper into what that leadership looks like, um, in my humble opinion. So let's get started. So first and foremost, I am in a new position right now, and I'm feeling it. Like, I'm out in the open, which is fine because I'm home alone, and I feel like I'm speaking louder and just kind of able to really um, create in in my own little zone of genius, so I'm I'm happy. I'm feeling good about this episode. And it's been a while since I've spoken to you. And I took a little hiatus because um, there have been times that I personally have just started and I posted this on stories the other day. And I actually, I went live and talked about this, that I started, I had an idea. It was this idea of leadership and I kept sitting down to record it. And it just didn't feel right. Every time I would sit down, I I knew what I wanted to say. And as I mentioned, when I speak on the podcast, I'm not speaking off of anything. You know, I have like three or four little bullet points that I want to touch upon. But ultimately, it is so important for me to create such an authentic experience here. And the fact that I felt I was not able to, um, I felt like I needed more notes and I felt like, it wasn't flowing in in the creative way that I enjoy speaking. Um, I kind of have this idea that my voice is my superpower and I feel like um, my wife said that to me once and it kind of just stuck because I thought, you know, yeah, like I, I know how to speak. If I don't know how to do anything else, I know how to talk and... <laughs> Um, sometimes I think maybe that, that could be a good thing. That could be a bad thing, but I enjoy speaking and I always want to show up authentically. I never want you to feel like I'm just saying what I think you want to hear. I'm just here to sell you things. I'm just here to, you know, show up temporarily. I'm here for the long run. And that's what evolution is about, right? It's about showing up for yourself, but Also realizing that you're going to be here a while. (laughs) You're going to be evolving in whatever it is you're doing for the rest of your life. So the journey is so important. And when I find myself in situations and in moments in which it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel aligned anymore, um, I have to check back in with myself. And for me, that was postponing. And, you know, I, I didn't have to create any stories around that. And I want you to feel the same way. If you find yourself putting something off, sometimes 
it's just not the right time for it. And it and it doesn't have to get a story created around it. It doesn't have to mean that you are now not taking yourself seriously. You're not taking your goals seriously. And you know me, I don't believe in hustle culture. If you need to take a break, take a break. Like that is what leadership is about. It is about using both strategy and intuition to create the evolution of whatever goals you intend to achieve in your life. So that is why I was on a bit of a break and I'm just so happy to be here. I'm happy to be sitting here talking to you. So, Okay, so let's get in um, to the topic of leadership. So when I think of being a leader, I think of leading me first. Um, leadership to me looks like knowing exactly what I want, what I like, what I enjoy, what my boundaries are, what my standards are. It's essentially that I know myself first. And so I am so aware of me that I can tell when I'm reacting or acting out of the desire to please someone else or if I'm doing and acting as if I truly feel. So I am aware. So leadership to me begins with self-awareness first. It it begins with knowing who you are, your standards, all the beautiful things you need to know about you so that you can show up as the version of yourself that is portraying those things. And then out of that awareness, you create very specific ways that you show up and you lead you first. And so sometimes we can kind of find ourselves in a way of like, especially when we are trying to change something, you know, you start researching and you you look online and you see this video and this sounds like a really good method for you. And you're like, oh, this sounds good. And then you try it and it doesn't work. Maybe you try it for a week or two and it just doesn't work for you. And then you go back to the drawing board. But like the drawing board is actually just like YouTube videos or Googling or you know, following all these people who are doing the things you want to do to motivate yourself. But it's essentially, you know, sometimes we can find ourselves essentially just disregarding everything we know about ourselves already. And so if you attempted something and something in you told yourself, this isn't going to work, sometimes true, That is just us being negative or it is just us feeling like we've tried this before and it didn't work for us. And so we feel like this new thing isn't going to work. But sometimes it's also your true self, your self-awareness reminding you that this plan or this, this strategy you're using was never for you. It's, it's what your friend did or it's what your mom did or someone else did. And so that's why that self-awareness is so important, but also being able to recognize recognize it for your benefit so that you, you don't have to find yourself what could look like just consistently changing your mind all the time. Like, I'll try this. Oh, that didn't work. I'll try this. Now I'll try this. It's like, hold on. What do you know about you? And how can you apply that to this strategy? 
how can you not just take what someone else said, work for them, and immediately try and transform that into working for you? Because you and them are not the same. And as a leader, you know you. You know you well enough to know what could work for you and what couldn't. So that self-awareness and that intuition and um, yeah, the way that you carry that out is going to be really, really important for you. So another thing that I feel about leadership is that that means you're not beneath absolutely anyone. Something about me individually is I can't help but to be authentic. So much so that when I I did this little um, exercise on a reel the other day where I talked about the fact that like so many of us, and I've mentioned this on a previous episode of the podcast as well, um, we feel like we're so far away from becoming the person we really want to be. And so actually in my mentorship and exercise I like to do sometimes when I meet someone new is I allow them to to dream big and and we talk about like all these big goals and, and dreams that this person really, really wants. Like, who are you becoming? Like, who is she? And they get this opportunity to speak all those things into existence and really sit with the idea of the person that they that they know they are becoming, that they feel it so deeply. And I like to ask the question like, Okay, so if you can name this person, what would her name be? And almost always they come up with a different name or they don't know. And I just follow up with the question. It's not that they're wrong in any way um, if they came up with a different name or they didn't know. But it always circles back to like, oh, why, you know, why do you feel like that couldn't, that name couldn't have been yours? And it's because we have this strong distance between the person that we want to become and the person we are today. Like we essentially unconsciously, a lot of the times, you know, we feel that like, wow, like that person is so far away. You have to overhaul your entire life and be, and create essentially a new identity um, to become this person that you, that you felt in your body when you, when you got to describe them. So I really, truly, just want you to know right now, right here, that you're not far off from the person you want to create. And it's it's not as much of an overhaul that it feels. So the exercise that I like to do is to tell people to, to visualize, you know, this person, this leader that they are becoming and um write it down, write down things that, that remind them of the person that they're becoming. And then I want you to just text a couple of people on your phone and say, what's the first word that comes to mind when you think of me? And I guarantee you that some of those words are going to already be how you're envisioned by others. And so sometimes like we just have so much access to us that we're not really remembering how, how far we we've come in our evolution already. And how we are already carrying ourselves as the woman that we we sometimes believe we have so far to go. And so if you haven't done that and you feel this strong distance between you now and the person you're wanting to become, 
I highly, highly encourage you to try that exercise. Um, I guarantee you, you're not far off. So yeah, not feeling, um, not feeling like you're so far away, but, um, I, when people typically describe me, they say very, they say the words that I feel I am and who I am wanting to become, but something else about me that I hear all the time is that people (laughs) will say, you're just so you. Like you're a lot of you. And if you meet me in real life, you know, I'm super, um, I'm super talkative <laughs> and I'm super, um, extra. Like I'm a lot of whatever I am. And so a lot of the times when people describe me, they always say, you're just you. Like you, there's no other way to describe me than to say me. Like you're just very Desiree. Like it, that is the most authentic way someone could describe me is to say my name. And that's the representation I carry. And so when, so when people interact with me, it's like, oh my gosh, she's so her. Like there's, there's no, there's no other version of me that, that can come out to play when I'm around this person and when I'm around that person. I'm very me all the time. And so that's like the most authentic way I think I could, could have ever actually been described. But something about that way of authenticity for me looks like never, ever believing I am beneath anyone. And I, I want to stress this because it's very, very important. Leadership looks like authenticity. It looks like showing up as you no matter what. And it looks like feeling not always comfortable, but feeling like you have the right to ask questions, feeling like you have the right to reach out to people that inspire you and make you feel good and make you happy and that you can learn from. And I feel that, you know, as a society, sometimes we're, we're above learning, like we're above investing in learning. I'll say that, you know, because there's so much, there's so much information out there, but see, like getting that information is just half the battle. That's why you feel so conflicted all the time, because one day you're hearing this and this sounds good. Then you're hearing this the next day. So your own self-awareness has to be important. But when you need help, you also have to feel comfortable asking for it. And that's the way you show up as a leader. I know like many people um, in my, who follow me on Instagram, they feel comfortable reaching out to me, you know? And it's not always that, that I have to make myself approachable. It's that they feel called and they feel compelled to ask for something or to tell me that they like this or that they didn't like this or whatever the case may be. But you deserve to feel not always comfortable doing it, but capable of doing it. So when it comes to not feeling beneath anyone, it's also like, like I just said, like in the investment, like I am a mentor. So of course, I believe in, in, in investing. I believe in the opportunities to show up for yourself and, and truly allow yourself to ask the questions and be in the space of people you find as leaders. And so talking about 
leadership, of course, I really want to talk about two people that I find to be, I really look up to and admire. So the first person that I really look at as a female leader is Debbie Brown. I adore Debbie Brown. I love her work. And um, if you don't follow her, you definitely should. I know that you will truly get so much benefit and so much um, knowledge from just being in her space. She also has such like a calming presence, even from online. So I love that. I love that piece. I love the information I get from her, but I also love the piece I get when I just interact with her content. So she too has a podcast and I love it. It's called Dropping Gems and um, it is absolutely incredible. But also um, someone else that I feel strongly is a leader and especially a female leader is Cynthia Garcia. And she has such an amazing story. If you do not follow her and you do not, you can just Google her or look her up on YouTube and you will find her story. And it is absolutely phenomenal. And again, just someone who just shows up with such what seems to be authentic, you know, energy and has a beautiful story to share and just creates creates other leaders just by being herself and, and showing up in her own element. And so I say that because I am someone who, if I have a question, I will ask it. So you better believe I have DM'd Debbie Brown and Cynthia Garcia on more than one occasion to ask them a question. And guess what? They respond. Now, I'm not telling you to flood Debbie Brown or Cynthia Garcia's um, DMs. Please don't do that. But <laughs> just realize and just accept the fact that you are growing and that you are allowed to ask questions and that you can feel good whether or not you get the response that you made the effort rather than just being like, I wonder what this person would say about this. I wonder, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with this situation and I really would love some feedback from someone who, you know, maybe your, your surroundings aren't as supportive and you would love to hear someone else's feedback. Like you are entitled to that feedback and sometimes, yes, if you want to go deeper, you might have to pay for that feedback. But if you see someone who's a leader, it is so vital for your own growth to be able to invest in you and show up as the person who is taking absolute empowered responsibility for their lives in the way in which they choose to evolve. So, so yes leadership and the way in which we are leading ourselves first. We are self-aware. We are leaning into the things that create change for ourselves. We know ourselves. We are aware of us. We're not discrediting what we know about us as soon as we get a new opinion from someone else. We're not feeling beneath anyone we know how we are viewed by others. We know how we view ourselves. These are all so important to your ability to continue to lead. And once again, if you are still here, you are a leader. Like, please don't let anyone make you feel like you need a whole tribe of people behind you, you know, in order to lead. That's just not the case. 
You are a self-leader. And um, I want you to feel really good about that. I, I always want you to feel empowered in your ability to show up for you and lead for you. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the way in which I show up as a leader um, in my own life and how I believe that leadership can be attained in a physical, you know, actual way. Something that I do for myself on a monthly basis is what I call a leadership review. And after, this is in my opinion, something you should kind of do after or after beginning something new. More so as a way to remain consistent in the work you've already put in. So this is kind of something I would recommend and something I would supply someone with um, in order to continue their evolution, not in the way that they would begin it. And this is what I mean. I have this theory about myself that tells me whatever I want, I will have. Whatever I put my energy into, whatever I truly, truly want and am willing to work for, I will have. By any means necessary, I will have it as long as I'm willing to commit and truly do the work. Now, something that I'm not saying I feel is a mistake, I'm saying that it could send your brain mixed signals depending on how you're doing it and how you're um, approaching this idea is checking in with yourself. Now, for some people, they will check in with themselves very often on a daily basis. When I say checking in on yourselves, I mean checking in on the progress you're making on whatever it is you're trying to achieve in that moment. So if you are working towards something new and you're checking in on the progress you're making on it on a daily basis, it could mean that you're very excited about it or it could mean that you don't believe that you are going to get it. And so the only way you feel like you're making any movement in it is if is when you begin to overanalyze it, when you begin to over-evaluate it. And so for myself personally, when I start something new, I try not to check in on how I'm doing on those things or as well as the things I'm doing consistently until the month is over. So I have a very specific day. My day is the 20th of the month in which I will go in and look at my leadership review. The review is pretty simple. Um, it's compartmentalized the different things in my life that I'm working on or trying to remain consistent in, trying to maintain. And it allows me to do two things. The first thing it allows me to do is to see my progress. You know, this is an opportunity for me to acknowledge myself or it's an opportunity to look back at what I've done in a way that allows me to determine what I need to do better. Um, but it also gives me the opportunity to, to remind myself that I'm a whole person. And so sometimes we can feel like we're not making drastic shifts in one area of life. And then it can make our entire life feel like we're doing nothing or we're making no progress. So it's a healthy reminder 
that I'm moving forward in more than just one area of life. It's reminding me that I'm whole and I'm not just this one thing that I'm working on. So it allows me to do that and it allows me the opportunity to ask myself, do I still want this? Because when was the last time you feel you've asked yourself that question? And if you haven't, then this is a beautiful opportunity to pause this and ask yourself, like whatever it is you've been working on physically or mentally, do you still want it? Do you even want that thing anymore? Because sometimes our inability to achieve something isn't that we're not working on it or we don't we're not trying hard enough is that we don't actually want it and that's okay that's completely okay but you know you don't you do yourself a little bit of a disservice if you don't check in and ask yourself that question so i do this once a month on the 20th and i give myself the opportunity to say okay this is how i'm progressing in this area this area this area you know so that i'm reminded at the end of the month yes i'm making progress and if i'm not making progress do i still want this And if I do still want this, then what am I willing to change for this next month? And then I'm not overanalyzing every single day. I've done the work on the 20th. So I don't need to think about my process again until the 20th of the next month. And we go back to that ability to know who we are, our self-awareness. I trust myself enough to know that I'm not going to be swayed by new and shiny things in the meantime. This is, I put the energy into creating this. I put the energy into analyzing the best way for me to achieve it. And now I trust me to do the work until the next month and it, and it becomes time for me to analyze it again. So yes, our leadership reviews are really, really important. Not only in the way in which we try to achieve our goals, but in the way that allows us to check in on them but not, you know, diminish our ability to to determine how often we should be checking in. We're not checking in daily. We're not showing ourselves that, you know, only by hovering can can we achieve this. Because think about it this way. Like if you've been given a project in your job and your supervisor checks in on you every day and it's not due for the next month, you know, you 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 got it that first day, you looked over it, you determined the best way in which you were going to attack this project. You know your deadline. And every single day someone comes in and checks on it with you. You would be so frustrated, right? You'd be like, "Why do, I don't even want to do this anymore." Cuz like, I don't have any updates for this person yet. You know? You would be like, you would be irritated and annoyed. So, It's really, really important to remind yourself that you can trust yourself. You can move forward with this without the need to overanalyze or overevaluate how it's going. So I would highly suggest that if you don't have a leadership um, review or some type of, you know, monthly review, quarterly review, however often you feel you need to review your progress, um, I would highly recommend you reach out to me about that and we can we can discuss what that could look like for you. So um, this is actually really, really good, I feel, to talk about because I know that this next thing is pretty trendy right now. And 
on the surface, it sounds really good. It sounds really helpful. But when you start to break it down, you realize how it's not very helpful in the long run. It doesn't provide sustainability, which is something you definitely need as a self-leader. So we're going to talk about this really trendy thing um, going around saying that I'm just going to disappear for six months and create the life of my dreams. Now, when we talk about the idea of disappearing, first, let me address this thing. You are already a leader. You are already creating the life of your dreams by simply investing your time, sometimes investing your money, investing your energy on the idea that you're about to become a different person. Like right now, as you're listening to this, it may be enjoyable for you, but you're also learning something. So you're already investing. You're already showing up as the leader. You want sustainable leadership though. You want sustainable growth. You want to maintain all these incredible things you're learning and give yourself time to apply them um, and slowly build upon them. So when you disappear, when you create a life that is revolving around you being around no one else's opinions, no one else's um, ability to give you any direction, you know, that's not really a sustainable life, is it? Because for all those people who feel they need to disappear, um, to create and evolve a different, a better, a more efficient and effective lifestyle, they would struggle more when they do get back to the quote unquote, you know, real world. And so you have to remember sustainability when you do anything. You know, that's like somebody saying, I have a wedding coming up in six months, so I'm not gonna eat any sugar until six months is over. Or I have a vacation coming up in six months and I really want to look good in my, in my, you know, bathing suits. So I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to eat out not one time for the next six months. I'm not going to engage with people who make me want to eat out. It's like, okay, then what happens when you go on vacation? You know, it's like, what happens when you return from that? You know, so the sustainability piece is actually really important. And don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you that there will be people in your life that maybe if you're trying to achieve something new, something different, something a little bit outside of the realm they're used to, sometimes, yes, you will have to distance yourself from certain people or you're unable to tell certain people your dreams and your goals because they just don't understand and that completely makes sense. But I'm talking about the people who feel they cannot communicate with anyone. They need to completely separate themselves from everyone they know in order to build this new life, this new existence and reality for themselves. You know, there's two things I truly think about that. The first one is it's unrealistic in that... <laughs> Unless you're childless, spouseless, and jobless, you have to interact with people. 
You know, you don't have to tell them what you're working on. That's for sure. But you have to interact with people like you just do. And then the second thing I think is that if you feel you need to distance yourself from everything you know and all of your current reality, that is a beautiful opportunity to evaluate your current reality. It is a beautiful opportunity to look around and say, why do I feel like I can't exist in this current setup and grow at the same time and just attack those things? Like, obviously, there's something in your schedule, in your current daily routine that is not serving you in your ability to grow. The same with maybe your surroundings. There are certain people that you are surrounded by, and I'm talking about here, it's important for me to mention, I am talking about the things, the people you have a choice to be around, the tasks that you have a choice to do or not do, the mindless things. You know, this is your opportunity to say, instead of going from one extreme to another and then having to now readjust who you are later to to just think about those things now. What what do you feel is in your schedule or who you're around that is stunting your growth rather than contributing to it? And, you know, we go back to the idea of difficult conversations. Like maybe this is an opportunity to have a difficult conversation instead of feeling like now this is a time that you have to just, you know, cut everyone out. Because if somebody can't be a part of your progress, they certainly cannot be a part of your success. So just think about that. You know, I'm not here to disprove that idea or discredit it in any way. I'm just here to expand the way you think about your growth. And the less options you give yourself, you cut off all other options, you cut off all other opportunities You cut out all people, all interests, any of the things you would enjoy or things that can create expansion for you. You know, you're really limiting your growth. And I know that's not what you want because you want freedom and freedom involves options and expansion. So the last thing I really want to discuss is boundaries when it comes to self-leadership. So we talked about you know, our self-awareness. And I kind of want to bring that idea back because talking about boundaries is so, it's difficult sometimes. It can be so difficult to truly express your boundaries and things that, you know, maybe used to work for you and just don't work for you anymore. And on the topic of boundaries and on the topic of what we just discussed about like disappearing and reappearing to this as this new version, I just want to remind you that as you evolve, you will have to reintroduce yourself. And I encourage you highly <laughs> to get used to reintroducing you. This new you is not who you were last year. And you may have to, as you as you find yourself becoming a new version of you, becoming a new person, becoming someone with new interests and new boundaries and new schedules and habits, 
you know, just get used to the the aspect of reminding people that this is the new you. And so sometimes you have to reintroduce yourself. You have to explain to people that like you're interested in new things. You're discovering new things. You're in self-discovery. And right now that doesn't involve this thing anymore. And that's a boundary. And that's not always easy. And if you need some prompts for those boundaries, those conversations, those difficult conversations, um, I do have, and I will link in the the show notes, um, some prompts for difficult conversations that um, for from the perfectionists. They're just freebies. You can print them off. They are geared toward the professional setting, but you can completely customize them into fitting um, a personal situation as well. Because, you know, leadership comes with being equipped to have difficult conversations. And I assure you, I have not always been the type of person who could have those difficult conversations. About a year ago, I used to be the person who would cut anyone off. If I felt I was disrespected or mistreated in any way. And you could not tell me that was not confidence. And about a year ago, it kind of started to settle in as I started to really evolve and and run toward my problems rather than away from them, that I was very avoidant of difficult conversations. I was just, that was avoidance. That was not confidence. And I had to really face that idea and start to say, you know what, like, I have to learn how to have these difficult conversations and allow myself to be seen as this new version of me. If I'm going to create her, other people are going to have to meet her eventually. (laughs) Why not now? This is the perfect time. You know, so it's really, really important to start learning how to set those boundaries instead of pushing people away, like the disappearing for six months. Or cutting people off like I was doing. You know, it's really, really important in your your personal journey of evolution. And I will say not everyone will understand that. You know, um, something that's kind of funny is my wife and I are totally different people. Like our personalities are different. The way that we handle situations are different. And my wife is very reserved and she does not like conflict at all. She is non-confrontational for sure. I mean, she will stand up for herself, of course. But if given the opportunity to say something, she's not like going to immediately take the bait. I am. I am like totally different. And it's not that I'm, you know, a better leader than she is. It's just that that is me authentically. I am going, I, I am not phased by conflict or confrontation And it could also be like the field that I work in, in the legal field, um, that's created that very frank and serious and like down to business side of myself. Um, But it is what it is. And that's how I am. And so your significant other, your family members, your friends, People may start to see you as someone that's just difficult or like, oh, I have to walk on eggshells with you now. I don't know. I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to deal with all of these rules and new things about you. 
And that's okay. And that's okay. You know, it's up to you whether you want to continue to support that relationship or that person or whatever the case may be. But, you know, you also have to sit and acknowledge yourself for how difficult that was for you or used to be for you and say to yourself, you know what? I've come a long fucking way. You know, I've come a long way. I've grown so much since then and I commend me. I commend me for doing this hard work. This work is not easy. It really isn't. So I'm really, really hoping that you have enjoyed this episode on self-leadership. You know, we've discussed how to show up as a leader in your own life first, filling your own cup, learning about you, being in self-discovery, and truly not feeling beneath anyone, understanding the consistency and maintenance of leadership in your life as well as how to set boundaries and stand on them. So I'm just honored to be here speaking with you. And again, I know I've been gone for a little bit and I've really, really enjoyed this episode. Um, I feel strongly about your ability to show up as the woman you are here to be. And even if that takes you pausing for a moment in your achievements and just getting to know you a little bit better right now and just taking time to be in self-discovery and learn what this new version of you, who this new leader is and what she needs and how she's willing to show up and what she's no longer willing to deal with and how amazing she could be. Sometimes we have to be in self-discovery and learn who we are first before we can, you know, shout it out to the rest of the world. So I just believe in you so much and I fully am here to support you. So if you want to go deeper on any of these things and you want more explanation or examples or whatever it is you need from me, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. And if you found this episode very helpful or you think it would benefit someone, please send it to them. Send it to them and show them that um, you recognize their ability to grow as well. So if you have not already, I would love it if you would leave me a review or a rating and um, let me know how this episode resonated with you and let me know how you're enjoying the podcast altogether. So I, again, am so happy to be back. I'm happy to be with you. If you have any recommendations, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm going to leave all of my social media links below, um, as well as the link to that freebie I discussed about the difficult conversations. Here on out, I'm planning to go back to my regular uploading schedule of every other Thursday. So your next episode will be released on December 1st, which is coincidentally is my wedding anniversary. So very, very exciting. I look forward to speaking with you then. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you enjoy the rest of your beautiful week. Keep evolving, babe.